Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. I have a Smith story for you this morning that's so good, I had to share it. I, I, I really took some time and said, is this, is this a shareable moment? And as I wrote it over in my mind, I'm like, oh, doggone it, yeah, it's a shareable moment. <laughs> Follow me now. My lovely wife, Greta, and I, we made the determination that what we wanted to do is we wanted to send somebody a note. A note just to let them know that we, we care. We determined, that, we determined that the best course of action, the preferred course of action, was to buy the person a card and then personalize it by putting a note on the inside. Greta goes off the next day looking for a card. She's in the store. She's in the aisle. She calls me on my cell phone to get my input. I'm in the store. I'm in the aisle. So what are we looking for? So I began to tell her the type of things that I think would be appropriate. And it takes about a minute. After a minute, she says, OK, I got it. I hear her but I keep expounding. I keep talking. And she's trying to get my attention. Ben, Ben, Ben. Now I hear her, but for some reason it's not necessarily processing that she wants me to pause and, and, and just stop. So I keep talking about what it should look like, the kind of things it should say, you know, what, what would we want to put in it? Eventually, she gets more forceful. Ben, Ben, Ben. <laughs> I pause. I say, yeah. She says, I got it. I don't need you to give me a PowerPoint to pick out a slide. <laughs> I just sat on the phone quiet. She whispers on the phone, did I hurt your feelings? I said, well, I wouldn't say as much that as much as the attack came with such precision. This is a real conversation. The attack came with such precision. I have to say that I believe I'm impressed. <laughs> she said, oh, OK. I just wanted to make sure you were good. I said, yes, um, sweetheart, I'm good, but I'm finna let you go. <laughs> she says, OK, well, as long as you're good, love you. I say, love you too. <laughs> as we're hanging up. You know, cell phone is just, you take it off your ear, just hit the button, you hang up. I hear her re-engaging the conversation. Ben, Ben, 
Yes, sweetie. You know, kind of stink with it, but yes, sweetie. <laughs> ben, yes, sweetie. By the way, boss's day is October 16th. I'll be expecting my card. <laughs> She bust out laughing. I say, get off this phone. She talking about, you got to give it to him. I'm hitting on all cylinders today. <laughs> Boss's day. <laughs> Y'all sitting there feeling sorry for her. She's a silent assassin, I tell you. A silent assassin. You know, family, we mentioned last week that we would begin to talk about the body. And when we first start talking about having the right mindset attitude, that's, that's where we began, on the body, on the vessel, on the temple. We talked about it from the standpoint of, you know, what we want to do is manage our bodies properly. And when we say manage them properly, what we mean is we need to make sure we watch what we do with them and what we put in them. After that conversation, we, we shifted. We shifted and we dove on the inside. We began to expound on ways to make us mentally and spiritually better, wanting us to be whole on the inside. Now, in our future sessions, we're going to shift back to talking about this personal vessel of ours. We're going to get back to talking about this body. And in talking about this body, as far as what are the reasons, what is the reason for us to talk about this, talk about this body? We've stated it before. But before... I state it again, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Although we've been down this road before, King James Version, Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse 5, although we've been down this road before, I don't want you to think that it's exactly the same because this time what we're going to be doing is we're going to be dispensing to you a collection of practical and informative details and the reasons why we're going to be dispensing those details to you the reason why we'll get to in a second but here it goes Proverbs chapter 4 starting in verse 5 King James get wisdom get understanding forget it not neither decline from the words of my mouth Forsake her not, and she will preserve thee. Love her, and she will keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. We've all likely heard or read those verses before. And in those verses, it's pretty clear that the getting of godly wisdom is a main objective in life because that godly wisdom 
is something that's going to support us and help sustain us in life. There's a second part to that grouping of scriptures, though. That second part says in your pursuit, in my pursuit, in our pursuit of wisdom. Please take some time out to also get some understanding to go along with it. I contend that the lack of understanding is the culprit behind many failed attempts to change one's life for the better. And that includes efforts that people take to change their bodily management for the better. I believe the culprit behind many failings is that they just don't fully understand or properly understand. Am I going to make that as a blanket statement? No. Of course, I can't sit here and say that the total reason for someone failing to do better by their body is the lack of understanding, because we all know that just because you know better. It don't mean you're going to do better. I can't tell you as a parent how many times you've told a child what would be the better course, but just because they know better. Lord, Jesus, have mercy. Holy Ghost, talk to them. You know. You just wonder, why won't you just do better? Because knowing is not the same or synonymous with automatically doing. However, I must say that I do believe many poor decisions regarding the body results from people just don't understand. I want to share with you something. I want to share with you the relationship between understanding and wisdom, at least how it's processed in my mind. There is a progression for a person going to a place from going from a place of where they know something all the way to reaching a point of what we call wisdom. And that progression, let's call it progression, is a three-stage progression. A person starts in the place of knowledge. They go through a time period of understanding, and they ultimately wind up in wisdom. I'm going to share this with you, honey, on the screen. <laughs> Sir, please give me that slide that my wife loves so much. This is the way I described these three stages to my, my family as my children were growing up. And I'm going to share it today with you. The subject of this, though, just to tie a subject to it, is going to be fire, a flame. Let's go with this. How do we transition from knowledge to wisdom? Imagine that no one has ever seen fire before. The first man, here God breathed life into Adam, and he just walking through the garden looking at the, the trees and whatnot, he's never, ever seen fire before. All of a sudden, though, from a distance, he sees a flame. 
Now that man realizes something about his world that he never realized before. And that is fire exists. His mind starts to churn. What, what is this thing? What is this that I'm looking at? When his interests peak enough to where he makes a decision to draw closest, close enough to examine it, he begins to transition to understanding. He gets closer. As he gets closer, he begins to realize certain things about what he knew but didn't understand. He begins to learn certain things about his, the characteristics because he chose to engage. He can see that it glows. He can see that it radiates warmth. He recognizes that the closer he gets to this thing, the heat becomes more intense. He continues to look at it and examine it, and he stays in that stage until life situations drive a need for understanding to produce a solution. Whenever something in life demands a solution that what he now understands can help solve, he begins to transition to wisdom. In the place of wisdom, man begins to take what he understands and use it in his life to help make his life better. He can take that flame and where he was in the dark, now provide light. He can take that flame and when the climate on the outside is cold, he can use that flame to warm his environment. He can use the intensity of that flame to cook with, to make things sterile. He realizes what he never knew existed, what he saw for the first time, but what he now took the time to understand he can apply that to his life and make his whole life better. He has progressed from knowledge to understanding to wisdom. That progression, we could say it this way. He went from knowing something to applying something. My question to you, family, is this. What is the bridge between knowing and applying, between knowledge and wisdom? What is that bridge? Understanding. Understanding is the bridge. Understanding is the link between taking your life from something that just you know to the point to where you can make your life everything you dreamed it possible. As believers, we are skilled at focusing on spiritual endeavors because we equate 
being more spiritual to being more mature. We feel as if we can put more effort into girding up our spiritual life. If we do that, we will avoid certain failures, and that can be true. It can be true. You put effort in making sure that your spiritual life is the tip top best it can be. That can help you avoid certain things in life. It can help you avoid certain failures in life. That is true. But here's what I've learned. I've learned that when people put such a tremendous focus on the spiritual, at times they completely drop the ball on the practical. And dropping the ball on the practical can lead to failures too. When you think about that blend of spiritual and practical life in the, in the life of a believer, we tend to take the spiritual and give it top billing and take the practical and put it on the bottom shelf and assume that by the power of the Holy Ghost, the practical will get done. When it comes to the spiritual, I would even say you've probably heard pastors and teachers say this, just to make our point. Every failure in life is a prayer failure. If we were to try to sum that up and make it kind of succinct in what that statement is trying to say, the statement is saying this. When you don't know what to do, ask God. And that is completely biblical. That is 100 percent accurate. That is completely, utterly scriptural. We have no issue with that. To back that up, why don't you go to James chapter 1 for me. James chapter 1, King James Version, verse 5. Examining that statement, every failure in life is a prayer failure. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. In the Message Bible, that reads like this. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help, and he won't be condescended when you ask for it. Every failure in life is a prayer failure. It has a basis. Go to Philippians chapter 4, King James Version, starting in verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ or through Christ Jesus. The voice version of the Bible would say it this way. Don't be anxious about things. Instead, pray. Pray about everything. He longs to hear your request, 
So talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what he, for what has come. And know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding, will stand watch over our hearts and minds in Jesus, the anointed one. Those passages of, passages of scripture probably also gave rise to the statement, pray about everything, worry about nothing. Y'all know that. Say that with me. Pray about everything, worry about nothing. So engage in the spiritual, asking God, tapping into your helper, knowing your covenant. That's 100% biblical. But we're going to focus on understanding. And in focusing on understanding, what do we want to draw your attention to? Scriptures like the ones we just read. Those scriptures are fixtures in a believer's life, or, or at least they should be. Because such scriptures are fixtures in our life, whenever a piece of trouble or an element that we don't like invades our life, it drives us to become more and more spiritual in our attack. We dive deeper and deeper into the spiritual as we roll up our sleeves and fight. And that's good. That's completely good. I don't want anybody to say that Pastor Benjamin said fighting in the spirit was not what we want to do. If you hear somebody saying that I said that, you just politely go up and you say, excuse me, I may not know you. <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> Pastor Benjamin didn't say that. Rolling up your sleeves as a believer and fighting the good fight of faith, that's what we do. Unfortunately, say unfortunately. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, having a heightened focus on the spiritual means at times we flat out drop the ball on the practical side. Once again, dropping the ball on the practical side, even though you do all the right things spiritually, can lead to failures also. Let's return to this slide. Let's walk through a practical example. Starting in stage one, there are three stages. We have them kind of stair-stepped for a reason. You start at knowledge, you go to understanding, you go to wisdom. But let's use an example about marriage. You have a couple that's married. Now, they know they're married. They got knowledge of that. They know. Someone say, I don't know. I hope you know. Hey, you got the ring on it now. <laughs> I hope you know. But they know they're married in, in principle. They know they're married, and also in their mind, they know that from godly wisdom, the hope and the intent is to take that godly wisdom and put them in a place to where they have a happy, healthy marriage. 
They know the endpoints, where they started and where they want to end up. But there's a gap between getting from point one to point three. And that gap is understanding. Their goal is to take themselves from the beginning point to the ultimate end point of having a healthy, happy, and a successful marriage. But knowing your end points is not good enough. Knowing where you are, where you're starting from, is not good enough. Knowing where you want to end up, that's not good enough. You have to take the time to understand. What do I mean? Let's take the husband. Standing in the position one, in knowledge, the husband knows he's married and he knows he has a wife. But that man, in order to get to his end game of having a successful marriage, he must take the time to understand his wife. In that stage of understanding, he must take the time to understand her likes and dislikes. Not only that, if he's smart, he will take the time to understand the female gender in general. What makes them different from, from, from us? Or from him. What makes it what makes them different? How do they process information? How does what I say and the actions I take, how does that affect the female gender? What what is it about the way I respond or don't respond that causes them to act a certain way? In addition to that, how can I identify or find a marriage out there that's doing it right that I can observe? He's got to take the time to understand what is in between the endpoints if he ever hopes to get to the place he wants to be. Likewise, the wife. <laughs> Let's go and throw that in there. I'm going to help Pastor Mike out today. Likewise, Shalita. Let's do it like that. If Shalita wants to have a successful marriage, yeah, let's go and preach it. If she wants to have a successful marriage, she got to do what she got to do to learn about the man that God has brought her way. Michael, Michael, she got to know your likes and dislikes. She got to know what moves you. She got to know what wakes you up in the morning. She got to know what makes you say, Oh, thank you, Lord. Michael, Michael, she got to understand your gender while you process the way you process. Michael, she needs to know 
what makes you want to do for her. She needs to know that, Michael. She needs to know it. <laughs> the bottom line, family, is knowing where you are is not enough. Knowing where you want to go is not enough. Understanding is the bridge to be successful in life. Understanding is the link to take your life from what you don't want it to be to where you want to go. Understanding is what you need to get more of. And understanding comes through some practical things, not spiritual. If you believe that knowing where you are and knowing where you want to go is enough, you're fooling yourself. You must invest the time and the effort to understand the steps needed to go from where you are to where you want to be. You must take the time to understand what are some of the potential challenges between where you are and where you want to be. You must take the time to invest the time and the effort into the people and the subjects that are going to be in your life as you travel from where you are to where you want to be. The examples are many, but the application is the same. You may want to have a good relationship with your parent. As a child, you know you have a parent. You know your relationship is what you want to be sparkling good. If that's what you want, you got to take the time to understand your mama. You got to take the time to understand your father. You're a parent. You want to have a good relationship with the child that you know you have, you got to take the time to understand your child. You're an employer. You want to have a good relationship with the employees you know you have. You have to take the time to understand your employees. What about a non-personal, a non-individual example? You want to be wealthy? You want to go from a place of poverty to a place of wealth? You want to go from living the paycheck to paycheck to having more than enough? You must take the time to understand more about money management, more about wealth, more about how to make sure that you're handling your finances in the way that God intended. You must learn how to cut out waste. You must take the time to understand in order to get to where you want to go. Your starting point is not good enough. Knowing your end point is not good enough. I thank you, God, that one day I'll be wealthy and have more than enough. And then you put the practical on the bottom shelf. You will never get there. I want a successful relationship. 
you know where you are. You know where you want to go. But doggone it, you put the practical on the bottom shelf, and you know what? Your relationship's still broken down, busted, disgusted, and stink. Why? Because you fail to understand. <laughs> You're not investing the time. You want it to happen from osmosis. You want it to happen by itself. Nothing happens by itself. As adults, whether anyone's ever told you it before, you need to know the responsibility is yours and yours alone. And oftentimes, you are your worst barrier. Because you're on your knees praying to God to change something when all you need to do is do the practical and learn some understanding and you could change the world yourself. <coughs> Let me relate this back to our bodies, though. Same diagram. You know you have a body. And you know that through God's wisdom that God wants you to care for your body. You know the endpoints. But if you don't have a full understanding of why you should care for your body, a disconnect may exist. And because of that disconnect, you may not do the things necessary to get yourself to the end goal of living in divine health. Turn back to Proverbs chapter 4. Starting in verse 5 this time, King James Version. When you have that disconnect between knowledge and wisdom, when you fail to understand, that disconnect can potentially put you in position to not actually get the benefit of what wisdom brings. Said differently, when you have a disconnect that causes you to ignore the importance of taking care of yourself, that can diminish wisdom's effect on your life. Can you put that on the screen for me, that Proverbs? Starting in, in verse 5, chapter 4. Follow me, family. This says... Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Verse 6, please, and leave it on the screen for me. Forsake her not. Who is the her? Wisdom. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Carry this statement with you. If we zero in on this verse 6, we can provide you the following guidance. If you elect not to pursue a wiser path concerning your body, you are forsaking wisdom as your body is concerned. If you choose not to take wiser paths according to what we're going to share 
what God is going to share concerning taking care of your body, you are forsaking wisdom. What do we mean from this verse? If you choose to forsake wisdom concerning your body, she cannot preserve thee. If you choose not to love her, if you choose not to apply, if you choose not to do, if you choose not to embrace to the point of putting it into practice, the wisdom concerning your body, she cannot keep thee. If you elect to simply take the things that we're going to share as information and put them on the bottom shelf and elect to continue whatever it is that you may be doing, if it turns out to be something you're doing, I don't want to make that assumption, but if you're doing things that you probably shouldn't, things you should correct to help your body management be better, if you choose to ignore that wisdom, then you are forsaking her. And she cannot preserve or keep thee because you put her on the bottom shelf. Even through all your praying, she cannot preserve thee. When I think about the lack of understanding, and how that disconnect can trip a person up from making wise choices, I have to say our hope in these next sessions is to eliminate that disconnect. We want to provide you with details to help hopefully eliminate that disconnect because we want you healthy and whole. We want your body operating the way God designed it to. Operating with precision, living in a state that God intended. I said I would mention to you the reason we'd be giving you the details. And it's nothing you haven't heard before, but let me go ahead and share it with you now. The reason we're sharing all these details with you is that hopefully we're going to stir something up on the inside of you that prayerfully, prayerfully prompts you to make a change for the better in the way you're doing your bodily management. Our firm belief still holds sure. Family, if we can somehow change you, we can change your world. If we can somehow change the way you view taking care of yourself, we can change the way you take care of yourself. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We definitely want to provide you with details. And maybe even while we provide you with details, you might even make the decision that, you know what, I'm going to take some time and do some research on my own. That's great. I do want to give you a word of caution. Say this with me. Pastor, Pastor it's going to give us a word of caution. 
the word of caution is this. I am not promoting a search for facts and figures. I am not putting us on a, on a, on a manhunt to find truckloads and bulk loads of information. This is not the search for, for information for information's sake. Family, let's face it. The world is full of knowledge and advice and opinions. And if you go just searching for information, gosh, you can stifle your life. That's not the intent of the information and the details. As a matter of fact, here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, it states this, that if you're not careful, if you continue just to chase for information, it says people can be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That same verse in the Amplified Classic states that people can forever inquire and get information, but never be able to arrive at a recognition and knowledge of the truth. So it's not just about getting information. It's not just about giving you information. We also want to share this with you. We will not minimize the importance, usefulness, or status of God's wisdom. Nothing that we're going to share, nothing that we're going to talk about, nothing that we're going to reveal to you is designed to overtake the authority of God's word. God's wisdom is and shall always be supreme. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, Amplified Classic. It says, This is because the foolish thing that has its source in God is wiser than men, and the weak thing that springs from God is stronger than men. So no information we're going to share from you from some hospital or some doctor or some researcher is greater than what God say. Because I'm going to tell you, when we start dispensing it out, it's not going to be five months worth, but people can say, well, we, we're, we're starting to focus in on medicine. No, we're not. We're, we're trying to provide you with practical because what you fail to understand, you can ignore. And what you ignore can cause you issues. Don't box me into being spiritual when I'm trying to help you be more in the spirit by allowing the Holy Spirit to touch your mind and what you can do in the practical to make you better. Nothing we're going to say, nothing we're going to provide, nothing we're going to talk about is designed to overtake the authority or the status of God's wisdom or his word. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 4, Amplified Classic. In addition to that, gaining information, gaining knowledge, whether it comes from scientific studies or wherever we pull it from, that information that we gain in no way should change where our faith rests. 
Family, our faith does not rest in the wisdom of men. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom. But they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, a proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So that, our, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of God. Say this with me. Nothing we say, nothing we talk about is going to overtake the authority of God's word. Because my faith does not rest in the wisdom of men or in human philosophy. My faith rests in the power of God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Turn back with me to Proverbs chapter four. This time just focusing on verse seven. King James, it reads like this. We've read it before. Let's read it again. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Reflecting back on the cautionary discussion we just had concerning, we are not looking to let information usurp God in our life. God's wisdom is supreme. God's wisdom is talk, top dog. God's wisdom, his word is king. But taking this verse 7 and reflecting back on that cautionary discussion, here's what I would say to you. In all of our getting, we will get understanding. But in all of our getting understanding, we would not displace God's wisdom. So in all of our getting, we're going to get understanding. But as we pursue understanding, nothing we do will overtake God's wisdom. I think we can wrap up. If everybody, does everybody comprehend what we talked about? Does everybody comprehend between knowledge, understanding, and wisdom? Did you, did you comprehend the stages? You understand that what we're going to embark on when we talk about our bodies is the sharing of information that hopefully helps us treat this vessel better, but in no way do we put God to the curb. What we're doing, we already have God on this top shelf. We want to bend down and pick up some of that practical and bring it up at least to the shelf beneath the top shelf. <laughs> right now, it's just under the bed with dust bunnies. <laughs> Only move it when you got a vacuum, you know. We say it kind of facetiously, but, but if I were to be serious, the practical side of your life needs to be dealt with more severity. 
we take the practical for granted and we shouldn't because that can be the stumbling block even when you're giving your best prayer in tongues. I'll wrap up with this. Just four points. Four quick points. Go through them really quick. In wrapping up, I will give you these four points. And what these four points are, are, are just summaries of some key elements we've talked about today. The order is not necessarily important, but it should help sort of encapsulate the things that we've said. Maybe not completely, but the big things. First, a good understanding of a subject can help us make wiser decisions concerning it. Second, understanding more about our bodies will hopefully motivate us to do better. Next, or thirdly, the information we share is a supplemental, secondary, supplemental, secondary element to God's wisdom. It is a supplement, not a replacement. And lastly, my wife does not need a PowerPoint <laughs> to pick out a card. And she's expecting some kind of recognition on Boss's Day. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love, I love the fact that I can be myself with you. I do. I don't take that for granted. Most people don't see this side of me. but the care and concern for you is 100% real. As we delve deeper and deeper into this discussion about our bodies, I want you to come prepared, not only prepared to hear what we say, but to listen, take it to heart, apply it so we can get you from just knowing you should do better all the way to the point of doing better. We'll do our best to fill that bucket of understanding to the point to where Maybe we all don't have any excuse. We recognize that just because you know better don't mean you'll do better. But the best that we can do is to provide the information. With that, I'll see you next time. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.